Let Tend Dental make your dream smile a reality. We offer a variety of top-rated treatments, including Invisalign aligners. And for a limited time, Tend is offering $750 off orthodontic treatments. Offer valid through January 31st, so don't wait. Visit hellotend.com slash sale. That's hellotend.com slash sale. And book your free consult today. Zero season three episode 45 starts right now i'm brandon davis joined today by aaron perine oh boy someone asked for a long phase zero in the chat and boy did they get what they asked for good morning everybody we got <laughs> jenna anderson hey everybody and we got that through bd's crisp new microphone too so you love to see it yeah we got james direct <laughs> Oh, goodness, goodness gracious. Good morning. Top of the morning to you. We got a chonky show today because it's not every Wednesday we get to react to a new Marvel movie in the most spoiler-free manner possible. But that's what we're doing this morning for the Marvels. Uh, But before that, I want to thank everybody for, again, for the fifth week in a row. And I have a feeling this week we might hit our peak, and I hope we do. I hope that's true. We might have some really cool stuff coming the rest of the year, but I don't know if it's going to top today, tomorrow, and the next day. Phase Zero has once again set its single-day downloads record for the year. Also, single-day views record for an episode without a guest. Our Echo Trailer show from Friday, most watched episode in I don't know how long. Maybe not a record for the year, but it was it popped up. I appreciate the thousands of people who tuned in for that. The Echo Trailer was fantastic. That episode is available now. We have our last Loki Season 2 bonus episode tomorrow night. <laughs> and we have a The Marvels recap, which will have spoilers on Friday bonus episode coming your way today is completely spoiler free we're actually going to figure out what time we're doing the marvels episode after today's show and the four of us and richard and everybody who needs to be a part of that conversation is going to get together for a little private powwow and then we'll tweet it out we'll share it on instagram and let you know if you want to join us live if you're seeing the marvels tomorrow or you already saw it like if you're down under in australia you can join us for that uh friday uh when we're live if you want to you know see the movie first obviously Uh, but today we got the Marvel's reactions. They are live. The reviews are going up on Rotten Tomatoes right now, so we might get the first like tomato meter reveal live on the show. Also, we have some MCU news because Kevin Feige did an interview with E.T. and The Last of Pod's host, Ash Crossan, uh, and, and Blade is rated R. So we got a lot to talk about, and there's another MCU show coming this year. Okay, that's enough setup. Let's get to the Marvel's. Aaron, you're at the top of the screen. Spoiler free, what did you think of the Marvel's? I, I really enjoyed it. Uh, as I said on Twitter, it's the most fun I've had at one of these movies because it has been a rough time emotionally as people have commented and posted and pointed out online, like Guardians is kind of heavy, like kind of forever is like super heavy. Spider-Man's un- died. Like a lot of really, really hard stuff has happened. So it's nice to have a fun adventure. The leads really work together really well. I really enjoyed some of the stuff. I know there's some choices that maybe some people might not like, but I, me and Jamie really, really enjoyed uh, some of the parts that are going to be discussed most on social media. So I had a good time. Aaron got slapped a few times. That's for sure. I did. I did. <laughs> you just spoiled uh, Aunt May for Richard Pangman in the comment section. Oh, oh my no. God. I'm not- <laughs> The one we found him. The one person who hasn't seen Spider-Man No Way Home yet. I was about to say, I'm sorry, Richard. Also, it's his first time (laughs) rushing to see us live, so I'm sorry I ruined this first interaction with you. My bad, man. (laughs) Uh, Jenna, 
Your review, I believe, is live on comicbook.com right now, isn't it? It is, as of a couple of minutes ago. Um, I stayed up till like three in the morning writing it and had a great time doing so. Um, <laughs> I This movie exceeded my expectations, and I, I completely understand why the response to it is going to fall the way that it does. But I think the best analogy that I can give is that if you go into the MCU as if you are somebody who it, it, it's the approach as if you are only reading event comics and not reading ongoing comics, I think there's a value and there's a beauty to a really, really well done self-contained solo story that just highlights the characters within it. And it might lead to something later. It might not, but as, as its own thing, it can be satisfying on its own thing. And I think the Marvels does that in spades. I think the cast is incredible. Just watching them banter back and forth is infectious. And I think there is a heart to this movie that is really, really necessary and really, really interesting. And it is just, it's, I love it so much. I'm just so excited for everyone to talk about it. Jamie, what'd you think? Oh, I had so much fun. It was really nice to just sit back and giggle and have a good time. That main trio, their chemist chemistry is perfect. They're having such a good time. There were, you know, there are some flaws. I, I was bummed. I didn't like the villain. Um, but you know, overall, what I, I had a blast. And and but you know what? We've been talking about this, how like stressed some of us have been about like the reaction and how people who want this movie to fail and want and want to hate this movie. What what the thing is, they're not gonna like it. The the people who want to hate this movie are going to hate it. There are two sequences in particular that I loved so much that are that these people are just going <laughs> to hate like I, I got like war flashbacks to megan the stallion's two second she hulk cameo and how that somehow ruined the mcu and it's like if you don't want to like this movie you're not going to like it because you, that's just your problem uh but if you go in this excited and wanting to see it or even with just an open mind you're gonna have a fun time I think I know the two scenes you're talking about, and I really disliked one and a half of them. I knew you would. <laughs> yeah. BD and I talked last night, and immediately yeah. that was one of the first things you said. So Those, I knew I was like, BD's not gonna like that. <laughs> yeah, it was just a little too much, a little too much in one of those scenes. And the other one went on a little longer than I thought it needed to, but I think that's the thing though. That that's that's a brand of humor that people are some people are gonna appreciate. I'm not one of them, but Overall, I thought the movie was fine. I said this online. I said this was a fine entry to the MCU. There's a lot of it that I really liked. I think these three characters are fantastic. And together, they're even better. Kamala, Monica, uh, and and Carol are have such a great dynamic. And the action sequences that Nia DaCosta brought to this film, especially the first one, it, they're fantastic. Super inventive. Feels really refreshing to be watching a new style of action using that entanglement, the, the 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 swapping of the characters. I thought that was really, really good. Uh, then again, then there's parts that I just thought were like the scenes you just mentioned. And there's a couple elements, like there's some subplots that just didn't work for me. But overall, it's a good movie. Like, it's fine. It's like I, I, the negativity going into this movie is off the charts and it's unwarranted. Some people are going to hate it. A lot of those people are already going into the movie wanting to hate it. They're going to go hate watch it just so they could say they hated it. And there's going to be people responding, saying the movie's trash who haven't even seen it. It's like and by the end, it's like, wow, this actually had more. MCU implications than I thought it would. So whether you come at it wanting a standalone film, which it fully gives you, the level at which this movie disregards Secret Invasion is <laughs> Thank insane. You. Thank it you. could possibly be less relevant to the plot of the Marvels, <laughs> but it does do a good job of like acknowledging WandaVision and uh, 
the Ms. Marvel series. If you watch those, you do get more out of this. They're they're both relevant. They're not integral, but they're relevant. But the first Captain Marvel movie does play a pretty big role in this. And this movie is better than the first Captain Marvel movie. And that's easy for me to say. So I thought it was fine. I liked it. I think I might be the lowest on it out of the four of us. But I overall think it's better than several projects we've gotten in the multiverse saga so far. So, yeah, I think it, it, Aaron, how does this match up to your expectations? Uh, I, I really did like a lot of like I, I don't go into every single movie. First of all, I follow on the opposite spectrum of some of the people who work for our site where they want everything to be what it was in the 90s comic book shop scene where like <laughs> I have Killing Joke and Watchmen and stuff. And I love the HBO series Watchmen. I love the like co- graphic novels. I own a copy of The Killing Joke, even though Alan Moore probably wants me to burn it. Um, <laughs> I-, I just think that I really did enjoy it. I had fun. And if you're open to it, you really can have fun with it. I also think it's hilarious that the internet spent a month yelling about Secret Invasion and how this doesn't make sense and this doesn't make sense. And within halfway through this movie, all the stuff people spent time yelling about does not matter. It does not matter at all. It doesn't matter. And I said that time, like, well, maybe it gets explained. It does. Imagine that. So, in fact, this movie not only ignores Secret Invasion as if it never even happened or was a project that might even be releasing after it, but it also resolves one of the commonly referred to plot holes. I don't want to say what it is, yeah, but it does do a good job of resolving something that people, myself included, have been like, ah, that doesn't really work for me. And now they give it a reason. People might not like the reason, but it does work. It works for me. I thought that was fine. I was like, okay, well that, you know, there's an emotional story to this thing we've been kind of prodding at. So that's, that's cool too. Uh, Jenna, you had pretty high expectations for this one. I mean, I did, but I also, again, I recognize, like, if you want every movie in this franchise to be Endgame, you're going to get disappointed. And I do think, like, some of the early backlash and naysaying was kind of that mentality. And so I think just going in, letting the movie be what it wanted to be, I think I had a great time. And I, I, like, at the end of the day, these movies are supposed to entertain us. They're just supposed to be fun escapism that just entertains us and has great characters. And the connections come as a result of that working really well. They're not the, the connections are not the reason why we should care. And I think this movie almost harkens back to like phase one and phase two of just reminding us of that mentality. And I was like, if you make a good movie, that's all that matters at the end of the day. I, I I've been thinking about how this week is 10 years since Thor the Dark World came out and and I'm thinking back to 10 years ago and we weren't all getting on the internet bashing that movie 10 years ago we were like that was fun whatever and now over time we've come to like that's the worst one even though it's not worse than something that came out this year um, <laughs> and uh and and like I remember walking out of theater being like sure yeah but like but if that movie had come out now it would be such a different insane mm-hmm. visceral hate yep. and and i think that that's what's happening we've gotten things like endgame that were just so crazy and good that like people forget that sometimes a movie is just a little movie and it's just like a little good time and this movie to me m- m- exceeded my expectations just, i think partly just because i was so nervous about it i uh i just didn't want it to be bad i was afraid that if it was bad then bad people would be validated and it, that and and so they're not going to be validated only in their own little tiny brains um i'd also like to say you guys what is it with with 
you you spoiler and stuff on our phase zero posts on Twitter on on my spoiler free action. I am seeing people getting in there spoiling stuff for this movie that is not even out yet. If you do that, I'm blocking you. That is uh -huh. not cool, you guys. Also, Marvel, why are you spoiling stuff in trailers? We're not going to say what that is because we're not doing that here. But I'm annoyed about that as well. Three days before a movie comes out, you're like, ah, here's some spoilers, and that's like from the company. Uh, so. Anyway, I, I think there's no denying that Marvel and Disney look at the ticket sales on this one and they're getting a little worried. Like there's just sure, you know, like I, but, but that does, I mean, I agree with you. Don't spoil that stuff. In the, specific thing though that they put in the yeah. trailer. I'm sorry, mm -hmm. that's not going to make or break your ticket sales. 100%. That's all that is going to do is like really bum me out. Like you, like because that you know it's going to hit the internet in three days anyway. So like wait, but it's like it's like in Spider-Man No Way Home. As soon as that movie came out, they started putting those Spideys in the trailer so that other people would come see it. Like do that. And if mm -hmm. you are going to put cameos in a trailer, don't do it three days before the movie comes out. It's just, it's just rude. It feels desperate. It doesn't look good. And it makes me mad. I mean, yeah, that's, that's fair. That's totally, I, I don't think that cameo that's in the trailer uh, needed to be in a trailer. I don't think it's going to sell tickets in itself, but I do think they obviously look at it and they're like, well, if we throw this in there from comicbook.com to screen rant to THR, they're going to be writing major cameo revealed. And some people might've, it's, it is just like, I, I understand how it works and why they do it. But at the same time, from a fan perspective, it's just like, why man like could, we were so close to seeing the movie we could have just seen this and experienced it in the theater it is nothing sacred like the timeline but uh in terms of the expectations i mean kind of echoing what jamie said it exceeded my expectations mostly because there's been so much just crap said about this film so many rumors so much speculation and and on top of people just being worried about it being bad and then the people who want it to fail feeling like they won i didn't want that to happen the first two trailers didn't do much for me. I just wasn't really into it. Uh, and that last trailer I thought was good, even though, like you said, I think it was a bit desperate because it does start with 30 seconds of Captain America and Iron Man and the occasional Captain Marvel sprinkled into Thanos. Uh, and obviously they're not a part of this film and it does kind of mislead the expectation to make it look like this is sort of a continuation of Thanos's work. If like That's how I interpreted that. And that's not what this movie is. It is a standalone villain. It is a follow-up to the Captain Marvel movie and WandaVision and Miss Marvel. And then, you know, it's the MCU, so it is kind of a follow-up to Endgame because some of the characters were there or one of the characters was there. But uh, that trailer did seem like, well, we're a little worried because tickets aren't selling for this one. Throw everything we can at this. Throw the most popular characters and soundtracks and everything to and, and a cameo to try to sell tickets. So they did. And I was like, man, they are worried. Is that a sign about this movie? But well, no. But but it, then you checked IMAX last night where you were and the theater was halfway, at least more than halfway full. And you were like, before, when we talked, there was only like three people in there. So I, it works. It makes me annoyed, <laughs> but it works. I don't know. Humans are so frustrating, man. Mm -hmm. Like, there's like us who are like, please do not tell me anything. I want to go in completely just blank. Like, Jamie's reaction to the ending of this movie was so pure and <laughs> joyful because she had no idea what was happening. Like, I did get, like, socked in the arm. And I was like, oh, that's good. That's, that's <laughs> wonderful. I'm so happy about that. But a lot of people need that push to go in to see stuff. So I guess it's weird. I guess we just have to deal with it. Just not three days before. That's my thing. That's my thing. 
the marketing for this movie has just been so weird, like across the board. Mm -hmm. Like I say that as somebody who liked a lot of what was in the first couple trailers, I think like, especially with the trailer on Monday and especially even with like the, the spot that aired like in front of the like Taylor Swift airs tour screenings, they don't really sell you on what the movie is. There's so much in the actual movie that is the selling point of the movie. And it feels like the trailers barely like scratch the surface of that, which is a delight if you go in and get to experience all of that. But it feels like they could have sold it a little bit more on what it actually was. And people would have probably showed up a little bit early. Also, I would like to say this is a resurgence of Aaron's popular theory that the outside world does, in fact, imply these things. It is horribly expensive to go to a theater. <laughs> it is horribly expensive to go buy some eggs. If anybody's going to see any eggs or milk, please share because it's hard to get. Like those things re matter too. Like it's very like you had to really hit this one hard, I guess. And I can't be mad at them hitting the nostalgia button for people because that's the part of human brains that actually likes stuff. I don't know. I, I would mean, like to Fortnite say OG came back for a reason. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> people want to live in five years ago. Yeah. That's true. Uh, a friend of mine brought her two little girls uh, to the screening who were, uh, I think, 10 and 13, and they walked out of that movie so happy. Yeah. So uh, speaking of expenses, just like keep in mind that, you're, that like, your kids are going to have a good time. They're not going to be crying because Spider-Man was dusted. <laughs> <laughs> Man, <laughs> yeah. I I also want to say because we have it in the notes here, it is impressive how accessible this movie is, even when it feeds off of so much of what already came before it. Like the way that they acknowledge WandaVision and acknowledge Miss Marvel is very accessible to new viewers. Like the most audible reactions in my crowd last night were people reacting to stuff that I already knew from the Disney Plus shows. And that was really delightful to see. And it kind of proved how you can show this information to new viewers and not alienate them or make them feel like they have to do homework. So much of the yelling on social media about all of this stuff is counteracted immediately by this movie. It's yeah. been hysterical. <laughs> How is this gonna be explained? How no one's gonna know about this? And it's like, it's fine, it's cool. Even if you haven't watched Captain Marvel in a while, you're gonna be able to understand this movie. That or, tweet where they said, uh, somebody said, no one in the theater is gonna understand this. Yep. And it was Carol <laughs> calling Monica Lieutenant Trouble. And it was like, you're just, are you just, like there, there's just so much negativity for the sake of negativity surrounding this one. It's a bunch of BS. Uh, the movie's fine. I, and I'm the lowest on it, and I'm saying it's fine. I think there's going to be people who like it as much as you three, probably people who love it as more than you three, people who like it less than I did. It's better than a lot of multiverse saga movies. It's not as good as some of the others, in my opinion. Where where, how, where would you guys kind of put this in the multiverse saga? Oh, yeah, there could be time. Are we that. just talking movies or movies and shows? Just movies, just, yeah, let's not. Just, just in movies, I would say this is easily in my, like, top three or four. Okay. When does the multiverse saga start again? <laughs> Black Widow. Black Widow. Black Widow. Oh. I have well, it. I have. I have to think about Shang -Chi, it. Shang-Chi, Spider-Man. Uh, Guardians. And Guardians. Pretty good above, of, of, uh, ahead of the Marvels. Black Widow behind those. And then I'd probably have the Marvels and Doctor Strange kind of close to each other. And then I'd have Thor 4 and, and Quantumania down there. I might. I don't know if the more. I'm. I think I have the Marvels ahead of Strange, but uh, it's it's in, it's right in the middle for me on the multiverse saga. Yeah. I, I guess it'd be middle for me. I wouldn't put it ahead of of multiverse madness, but you you and I have very differing opinions about that movie. So. I also wouldn't. Won't, yeah, that's true. I also wouldn't. Put I definitely put it ahead of, of Love and Thunder. I'll tell you that. Quantumania mm -hmm. and 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 Thor are easy. Easily, this is easily better. I def. I I have it ahead of Strange. I think I don't have it ahead of uh, Panther two either. 
I don't know how much of a visual learner I am because I'm sitting here trying to place all this about the logos <laughs> and the names and be like, uh, uh, I think I'm probably in line with Brandon, although I have to rewatch this against Doctor Strange to figure out if I like this better. I really, really love Wanda chasing them through a place barefoot and just tearing stuff apart. It's good. It's good. Why do you see this again? This is this. I, I, I'm, I am very excited to go buy a ticket and watch this movie in IMAX again. And I might yes. try to squeeze that in before our bonus episode, which we are hosting on Friday, full of spoilers. Go see the Marvels. Uh, and join us on Friday for a bonus episode at a TBD time. So just subscribe to the channel so you don't miss it. Uh, I think that's about as much as we need to talk about the Marvels right now, because anything more than that will get into spoilery territory. The reviews are starting to come in on Rotten Tomatoes. We'll check back in on that when the tomato meter is revealed. The all-powerful tomato meter, uh, so that we can see. I think that's going to probably happen during the show today. But yeah, so Friday. The Marvel's spoiler review, breakdown, Easter eggs, all that fun stuff. If you have any, send them to us. If you've seen the movie, you know, find a way to do it where you're not spoiling stuff for people. Uh, and yeah, we're going to uh, we're going to take a quick one minute break. When we come back. We're going to talk about Kevin Feige's interview, which addressed all that MCU crisis stuff. Uh, and we have some more MCU news like Blade, What If Season 2 and more. See you in just a minute. Knowing how to speak and understand a new language can be an invaluable tool when traveling, meeting new friends, or just even to master a new skill. But it's not always simple when you're bogged down by textbooks and structure classes. That's why so many people trust Rosetta Stone. Rosetta Stone is the most trusted language learning program, available on desktop or as an app. It truly immerses you in the language you want to learn, like Spanish, French, Italian, Chinese, and more. You won't just be studying English translations. The Rosetta Stone intuitive process helps you pick up a language naturally, first with words, then phrases, then sentences. Don't put off learning that language. There's no better time than right now to get started. For a very limited time, listeners can get Rosetta Stone's lifetime membership for 50% off. Visit rosettastone.com rs10. That's 50% off unlimited access to 25 language courses for the rest of your life. Redeem your 50% off at rosettastone.com rs10 today. Welcome back to Phase Zero, Season 3, Episode 45. Thank you for riding with us through our spoiler-free reaction to the Marvels. We are blocking, banning, deleting comments. If you're dropping spoilers, go ahead. We'll block you. Uh, we encourage you just not to. We appreciate it if you don't. Um, but right now, i got to get some MCU news. First of all, real quick, this isn't in the notes, but i got to acknowledge it. It's finally official. That Lego Avengers Tower is out there. And oh my <laughs> gracious, it is fantastic. $499 of goodness, bazillion pieces, 31 minifigures. It's even got like Tony Stark's little arm thing from, from I forget its name, from the Iron Man movies. Oh my gosh, that thing. I'm going to be lined up at the Opry Mills Mall on Black Friday, banging through the glass just to get in there. I'm not actually going to do that. Don't do that. Be patient. Wait in line. Uh, <laughs> Turbo Man will be there when you get there. All right. <laughs> So Kevin Feige, that, I know Jamie got that one. I did. No, yeah. I uh, yeah, they all they were all big quotes. So I didn't uh, get that one. Oh no, no, no. I meant the Turbo Man reference. Oh yeah, I did get that one. <laughs> yeah, no, to be fair. No, wait, do you want do you want to read the Kevin Feige quotes? I mean, I, I can't. Oh no, it's fine. There's no name on it. Oh no, I, hold on. I derailed us. That's my bad. Okay, so Kevin Feige <laughs> yeah. was at the Marvel's premiere in Las Vegas last night 
where Goose was on that big old ball and Ash Crossan from ET did an excellent interview with Kevin Feige. He had the man dancing as if he was a wrestler in a thumbtacks match. Uh, he was asked about the X-Men. He said, I don't know if it's delicate. I'm su it's super exciting, but the X-Men are as solid and rich and great a concept in characters as exist. The return of the animated series next year, which we're very excited about, and I saw some new final episodes today, which take you back to the core of who the X-Men are and that soap opera. I got my eyes are, I got to zoom this in here. I can't even see. Enhance. 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 Sweet baby. Nine pound tenor. Uh, so I saw some final episodes today, which take you back that core of who the X-Men are and that soap opera those characters represent. And then in live action, we'll see perhaps soon. Hmm. So let's start with the X-Men. Uh, I am going to throw something crazy out there. It might already be the plan, but if they're going to pivot off of Kang, I really just want Avengers versus X-Men with everybody, man. I, I said it before on this show. What do we think? X-Men going to be a big part before Secret Wars? I've been on the train that this was going to happen before Secret Wars this whole time. Welcome to Aaron Island. <laughs> Welcome to Aaron Island. It's warm. It's warm here. It is it's warm. It's seasonal. There's like sunlight gently coming <laughs> through the walls. Like, yeah, yeah. I think it's happening. What do you guys think? Will we see Jenna, Jamie? What do you think? Will we see the? X I, mean, I love we're it. getting we're getting morsels of it. I mean, if if we didn't already have Deadpool three confirmed, I think the answer would be much more ambiguous. I don't know if we're necessarily getting like a the full fledged reboot of what we will have going forward. I still maintain the theory that Secret Wars will be the easy way to introduce that and to let that happen. But I don't know. I think we're gonna get a lot more X-Men stuff than we've gotten before, which in and of itself is crazy. Like three, four years ago, we wouldn't have thought that that was possible. So I'm happy for whatever we're getting. And it sounds like the X-Men 97 is going to be great. And that excites me. Yeah. Yeah. I, I think, uh, I don't think we're going to see an X-Men roster from the sacred timeline from the MCU 616 universe, but I do think we will see X-Men. We'll see mutants pop up. We already have Kamala and Namor. But uh, I think the as, as for an X-Men roster and a school for gifted youngsters, I don't think that's happening in the main timeline as a franchise until after Secret Wars, personally. Sorry, Aaron. <laughs> but we'll see some X-Men. I think you're right about that. We will see some X-Men. On Harry Styles. He's excited. We're excited. We will see. Introduced a lot of new characters in a lot of new movies and a lot of tags. Where do the tag folk reappear? Is the question. Yeah, that is the question, Kevin. That is the damn question. Okay? That's been the question. Where's Shang-Chi? Huh? <laughs> Think about this these is... tag scenes, though. Think about these tag scenes. And Captain Mar uh, the Marvels has a fantastic tag scene. But when I saw it, I was just like, this is awesome, but get in line. Like, there is, we got Harry Styles as Eros. We got Charlize Theron as Clea. We got Jon Snow talking to Blade, but we can't see him, only he can. We got Shang-Chi joining the circus, but he's yet to do a performance. What else we got? Elena Bologna meeting Valentina Custom, whatever her name is, uh, is the only one that uh, has paid off so far, right? None of these credit scenes, and there's been a hundred since 2019, <laughs> have paid off. I don't even remember what the credit scene is. Oh, no, Spider-Man had Venom, right? Yep. Yeah. And that hasn't paid off either. <laughs> no one knows who he is, so. <laughs> I'm... I, Will we ever see Harry Styles again in the MCU? I I don't know. 
I feel like that man is busy and I feel like his, his like his acting career has hit this really interesting point where I could see him still continuing to act in things. I could also see it not. The discourse around Harry Styles has been really interesting this week because people think he shaved his head, which is really kind of funny. So I'm just picturing Arrow's bald um, if we ever got to that point. But I I feel like it could happen. I just don't know where or when or in what context at all. We've talked about this before, but I think it is really a bummer that it, post credit scenes used to like mean something like that was a post credit scene was an announcement for for a new movie that's what it meant um and it's like will star lord return i who knows um, I, I... and like and i just feel like i'm surprised kevin Feige wasn't like oh yeah harry styles <laughs> which one was he in which which tag yeah. was he in oh that was seven movies and 22 shows ago oh uh, yeah, no. Aaron, what do you think? Will we see Harry Styles again? I mean, I, I would like to. I, I don't know if we will. Sure. It seems like a lot of stuff is in flux, but I mean, maybe. Anything's possible in the multiverse. Who knows? Like, I if he just shows up for five seconds in Battle World, that would be <laughs> hysterical. It would be amazing. Yeah. <laughs> Jamie made a great point because, you know, in the Infinity Saga, these credit scenes used to really be like, okay, great. We're, this, is, this is basically next or coming soon. And now there's so much setup for things that aren't announced while the rest of this Marvel landscape is seemingly at least mostly announced. So there is no Eternals 2 on the docket that we know of. We don't even know where the Eternals will show up again. There is no, you know, Doctor Strange 3 on the docket. So we don't know where Clea could possibly show up. Shang-Chi, no sequel, even though obviously he seemingly joins the Avengers in his own post credit scene. Venom is nowhere in sight. Spider-Man's nowhere in sight. So the Spider-Man No Way Home credit scene, it's just getting a little bit confusing. Like I said, the only one that paid off so far is the first one, which was Black Widow. We're building up a line of exciting post-credit scenes that we really want to see pay off. And I think we've lost a bit of trust in them actually paying off. So that's another thing they have to rebuild. I think that Kevin Feige probably knows that. I think the first thing they did to lose our trust, to start losing our trust, was the Ralph Boner thing in WandaVision. And the whole press tour of WandaVision was a little bit of a mislead. (laughs) So I think they already had lots of plans laid out. They kind of did a little bit more of stuff like that along the way. And now I think they're realizing, oh, wait, we actually are losing the trust. We are losing a bit of faith in the audience. Well, let's pivot a bit. So they're making some good movies instead, I think, of the Marvels. We all enjoyed it. Guardians was great. Uh, Echo looks great. So anyway, will we see Harry Styles again? All that to say, who the hell knows? I also... I also think to your point about just like the post credit scenes going nowhere, like something like Black Knight in particular, I don't I, I don't doubt that there probably was a version of Blade multiple directors and multiple writers ago that probably like teed that up and played off of that directly. But it's this thing of like these projects were made so closely to each other and are evolving so quickly that we're getting these little through lines, but we're not actually getting them followed through in the way that we think we will. Also, mm-hmm. no, we did not have Comic-Con. There yeah. was no con. There was no announcements. We still don't know who the Fantastic Four are. So, like, I'm assuming that there would have been stuff revealed. And we just didn't get it. Because we were all sitting here. We were supposed to be with each other, yep. hanging out, bugging Karen Gillian about a slice of pizza. And we didn't get to do it. <laughs> I think uh, I think Comic-Con this year is going to be a big one for Marvel if they go. Yeah. I think yeah. it's going to be a big one. I think they're... I, I feel like the Marvels is kind of the last of this kind of wave because now they have a good break. They have Echo and What If coming, but they have a solid kind of ability now because of the strikes and stuff, but they have been forced to slow down, take a look at what's going on. And I, I just think the Marvel's box office is going to be ugly. I, I, I really am anticipating a tough weekend. I hope I'm wrong because the movie's better than a bad box office, for, especially for a Marvel movie. 
but I don't think it's going to do great. And that's going to end up being the story of the weekend. There's going to be two stories. One is going to be about something that happens in the movie. The other one is going to be the box office. So I don't know. Well, I think that they're going to go back. I think that retreat, some of that variety article, some of it's legit. I think they are doing a bit of, oh no, our Disney plus numbers are down. Our box office is guardians. Didn't make a billion. And I found that if you would have said, you know, and, after in the infinity saga guardians three wouldn't be a billion dollar movie thor four would not be you know thor four was successful but i don't know I, it's it's interesting it's the people are still going the mcu still has a massive fan base but it's just not what it was and they know that anyway after being asked about harry styles kevin feige was asked about taylor swift and all he said was a lot of musicians <laughs> so he had no comment <laughs> kevin feige is just playing chess he plays more instruments in these interviews than these inter than these musicians do on stage uh, and on the OG Avengers returning, listen to this. Okay, hold on a second. Listen to what he said when asked about the, the OG Avengers returning. Flipped it into a question. Fallen Avengers returning? I've not seen that. Is that a new rumor? That's what he said first. First of all, lies. There's no way Kevin Feige didn't see that. It was everywhere. Kevin Feige hasn't opened his phone in a week. Kevin, I know you're watching. Let me host Hall H next year. But uh, <laughs> we did not discuss that at the retreat is the truth. We're doing a project with Scarlett. I love Robert. He's a part of the family. But in terms of returning, we'll have to see. I think he might have just been playing around at the beginning of this. Like, oh, is that a new rumor? I had no idea. Like, obviously, I know type deal. But uh, I also believe they didn't discuss that at the retreat. But I'm sure it's a conversation that's come up. Like, obviously, I mean, Secret Wars is coming. What do you guys think? Is he telling the truth? I think everything he's saying is categorically true. It's just not <laughs> the reality of the situation. I think it's this thing, and we, we've been banging this drum on the show for like the past month or so, but I think the Taylor Swift of it all and the original Avengers of it all is trying to get the MCU back to being a version of the monoculture that it was in the Infinity Saga. And I don't know if that's necessarily attainable, but I don't doubt that they're going to try. So I absolutely believe that they're having those conversations, even if it's not physically happening in that particular retreat. Very I feel like Willis this would be like me saying, I didn't host Phase Zero on Wednesday, November 8th, wearing a blue t-shirt. Like, I did host Phase Zero. I just wasn't wearing a blue t-shirt. <laughs> Aaron, so, sorry. Oh, I have stupid right. thoughts. And no, I can't you good. Hold no, that's it. Verity Willis would be proud of, like, that lie of omission. She'd be super, super hyped about it. Like, oh, yes, that's technically true, but it's not, it's, it's not completely true, which is the best kind. Um, <laughs> I totally believe that they're coming back but i can also i agree with brandon they didn't discuss that at the retreat so i covered my own keister and the uh <laughs> the hilarity of there's a ton of musicians is very funny to me too because like yeah. god bless you i can't wait till they can just release uh, will they will they waste like taylor in the trailers for deadpool 3 are we going to get a Celine Dion situation? Like, what's going to happen? If it is a Celine Dion situation where you can, like, extrapolate that and make it its own funny thing, then maybe. But I also think there's a version of it where you just keep it secret until the movie itself. I have no idea. I, I, they don't even know. The movie's half Three filmed, days so. before. Huh? Three <laughs> yeah. days before we're getting that. Oh, that'd be oh. fun. Jamie, oh. Jamie I'm sorry Rant. in advance. It is all Jamie Rant. <laughs> all right. We got to keep moving here. Okay. Aaron, you talked to Naya DaCosta and she's been had a, she's had a lot of interesting stuff to say this week. 
Yeah, my girl's been talking a ton. So our buddy, Jake Hamilton from Jake's Takes and All Fox Chicago, talked to her about the Variety Report and the indication that she stepped away from the project. And uh, she got to actually clear the air in her own words. So she said, for me personally, it was literally just that they moved the day of the film four different times. And so instead of it being a two-year process, which I was deeply committed to, it became a three and a half year process. And every time the date moved, and they knew the entire time that I had an obligation, a greenlit movie with people waiting for me, and I pushed that, and I pushed it again, and then I pushed it again. And eventually, we all knew, like, okay, if this pushes again, I'm not going to be able to be in L.A. to do the rest of this in person. So we figured out a way to do it remote, and we figured out the best process. And actually, at the time that I left to go to London to start the prep on my next film, everyone was so clear about what the film was and what we wanted and what I wanted to do. So it really wasn't this dramatic sort of thing that I think people are feeling it is. So... A lot of the Marvel fans that are not quite as negative on Twitter and other places have been like, what's going on with this Variety article? Because there's some other stuff coming later, too, where what? And also, that writer's track record is not exactly great. Uh, as our buddy, uh, Spencer Perry, who helps run Congress.com, was like, her um, milieu is unique, I guess, was, was how I would put that. So... What do you guys think about her clearing the air on stepping away from the Marvels? This was so blown out of proportion. It is yep. it is totally common, especially in a big franchise like this, for a director to to move on in the post production. That is not uncommon. Um, it's it's again like I, I'm so glad that she got to say this and say it like this because I, I think it got blown out of proportion because people want to neg want negativity around this. They want to say, "Oh, the director gave up" or some nonsense like that and it's like that's just not the reality like people just don't know how movie making works and again it's not like this is she's making little woods and stepped away like a, <laughs> like a little movie that's just hers like this is marvel and and they you by the time they get to that point they know what they're doing and she can trust to walk away I completely agree. I think this entire thing last week was just people kind of looking for another reason to potentially nag on the movie once it comes out. And I think now having seen the movie, I can't even tell what would have been added at that last minute. And so the fact that it is that seamless, I think is a sign that they did a good job. And like the context was such an important thing here and people are forgetting this movie has been delayed so many times. And if you're a director being asked to be kept on retainer that entire time is kind of unrealistic, especially given the circumstances of that project. So I, I think that I'm so glad that she said this and I think it needed to be said. And the fact that it even needed to be said is like a problem. Yeah. I also, I want to shout out Jake Hamilton for how he asked that question. Mm -hmm. Jake's interview with uh, Naya is fantastic. And I want to, uh, I mean, I'll go back to my own words from last week where I guess, I mean, I'm not super familiar with the process of, of this sort of thing. The idea, like hearing a director steps away just sounds weird, but it doesn't sound like it created any problems. And I've seen the movie now and it's just like, okay, well, all right. It wasn't a big deal. It was included. The way it was framed in that Variety article certainly seemed, made it seem to, like it, it was framed in a way that made it seem like a, a negative deal, like a, a bad thing that happened. And it doesn't really seem like it much mattered. And again, like it's like we said last week, like I, I certainly thought it was kind of weird, but I also made it a point to acknowledge like this is Marvel. Marvel might say, hey, we got it. You know, we can do this from here. So it seems like they did that. And Nia DaCosta made it clear. This is the movie. Finish it. I'm, I'm available. I'm here. I'll be working on this other thing, too. Uh, multiple people work mo multiple jobs. <laughs> it kind of just is what it is. So uh either go see the marvels or don't like if you're gonna go see it just hope you enjoy it you buy a ticket especially 
Why would you buy a ticket? Anyway, uh, Aaron, your interview with Nia DaCosta was great. It's available now on the Phase Zero YouTube channel in full. Is there anything from that interview you wanted to point out? Um, I, I did enjoy the Captain America back and forth. I saw that yeah. in a variety that was so good. interview. And she was like, oh, God, why did I say that? Uh, which is like super funny. Uh, she made a hilarious joke when I joked around about Catch Marvel appearing in the Shang-Chi post credits. And she's like, oh, I almost forgot about that. And I was like, right? And we both went, ah, for two seconds, which was fun as well. Um, it's okay, Marvel forgot about that too. I, I, apparently. There's, I'm just um, kidding. I'm just possibly. Kidding. I'm just salty about everything Shang-Chi that hasn't happened yet. I'm sorry. I know. You, I know. First of all, we need my man to mend up. He can't yeah. even feel it right now because he got right. one bum wheel. I'm telling yeah. you. <laughs> um, so, yeah, I... I really enjoy talking to her about the process of bringing these two heroes together. It's clear Homegirl knows her comics. She knows she knows things. I know some people were like, this response, did she even wa- watch the movie? And I'm like, trust me, she's watched the movies and read these books. Like, you don't just get these movies. Like, not now, anyway. Like, most of the people writing for the MCU are ascendant nerds, too. Like, if you've ever thought, I want to do this, keep reading. You might be able to get there at this point. Um, so yeah, I encourage people to see that, and hopefully we get to talk to her some more about some other things. Possibly, I hope so. Let's I hope. hope so. I've sent the invitation. I've sent the invitation. We'll see uh, if that comes to fruition. Uh, we're gonna take one more quick break. Great time to subscribe to the Phase Zero channel. You'll get stuff like Aaron's interview with Nia DaCosta, which is available now. Next time you'll be notified when it's posted. Uh, when we come back from this break, we got to talk about Blade, Echo, and What If. See you in a moment. The national sales event is on at your Toyota dealer, making now the perfect time to get a great deal on a dependable new car. Like a legendary Camry, built for performance and available with all-wheel drive, you can count on your new Camry to get anywhere you need to go. And with available features like heated seats and a multimedia touchscreen, you can stay connected in comfort and style. Or check out an affordable and reliable Corolla with a trim for every lifestyle. From the hip and agile sedan to the sporty hatchback, there's a dependable Corolla built just for you. Plus, both Camrys and Corollas are available in hybrid models. So no matter your style, you can drive efficiently and affordably. And right now, your local Toyota dealer has more vehicles in stock and is making delivery on new vehicles almost every day. So visit your local Toyota dealer. And check out amazing national sales event deals on Camrys, Corollas, and more when you visit buyatoyota.com. Offers end April 1st. Toyota, let's go places. Welcome back to Phase Zero. You've made it to the third act, and uh, Jamie's going to take it from here. Oh, goodness gracious. We got some Blade updates. Blade is rated R. Yes, yes. That's what you want to hear from Blade. Uh, Director Jan de Manchel Denline, they gave me the R, which is so important for Blade. We are going to have fun because Mahershala is such a deep actor. I'm excited to show a kind of ruthlessness, a roughness he has that allows him to walk the earth in a particular way. I love him for that. He's got a dignity and integrity, but there is a ferocity there that he usually keeps under the surface. I want to unleash that and put it on the screen. Oh, I hadn't read that before. That was good. That was a that was a juicy <laughs> bit of words. I loved those blade uh, descriptions right there, rehearsal descriptions. Uh, you guys feeling good about that? Hell yeah! 
Mm-hmm. I just want this movie to be fun. I like, I, I feel like part of the reason why this movie maybe has had so many revisions and so many drafts is trying to crack the nut of like what to make this movie and how to make it in the context of the MCU. And I think at the end of the day, just they need to just trust their gut and they need to understand that like Blade is an inherently cool character. And as that quote proves, he has potential to be a cool protagonist. It's just you to use them and just get, hit the ground running at this point. PD, do you want to go first? I mean, I think it's great news. I think Blade should be rated R. I hope it's violent. I love that the Echo trailer was TVMA. That was instant blow up in my hype for it. I'm ready for some more adult content. I know everybody, apparently, I'm the only one on the show who wants some mature content, but I'm here for it. No, I, I, no Jamie's here. I love Jamie wasn't content. here when we had that debate. I, no, I, like I, I it. forgot. No, Jamie, Jamie's, <laughs> Jamie's with me. We're on. There's, there's, there's Mature Island, and we're on it, okay? Yeah, that's right. Sometimes, exactly. Another sometimes island. we'll dip our toes in your water, too. Exactly. Uh, but yeah, Aaron, no, I, I'm I'm excited. I don't really have much to say. Again, uh, uh, the 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 uh, the MPAA rating of a movie doth not make it good or bad, but <laughs> an R rating is a step in an exciting direction, in my opinion. That man, oh my God, MPAA mission on this show. Um, I I do think it is interesting, and I'm happy for the people who are really really excited about this project. I'm not too terribly invested in it being rated R, PG-13. I tend to stay away from like the arguments about that because I feel like you can, if you deliver a good story, you deliver a good story no matter what the rating is. But I know that some people want their blood rate and I'm happy they're going to get it. Do you see how easy it is to agree with people that you don't necessarily share the sensibilities of on the internet? Wow, what a concept. All right. So another quote about Blade that's very interesting. A former, a previous Blade writer debunked a variety claim from, you know, uh, so Ma- Michael Starbury says that the vampire hunter was never the fourth lead. Despite those reports, he said, I worked in a draft of this before the strike. Never saw a version of Blade, never saw a version where Blade was fourth lead or it was a narrative led by women and filled with life lessons. But I suppose a lot could have happened since I did anything with it. He was in 99% of the scripts I was a part of in a subsequent post the emmy nominated when we see the uh you just got another uh, post he the writer said whatever is going on with blade i'm hoping for the best some good folks are involved in that joint so yeah that was a suspicious um fourth lead nonsense i don't know i'm not surprised to hear that getting debunked i will i will just say one thing and i forget who brought this up when that when that quote initially came up it was like oh my god this seems like a misfire how would this even be a blade movie how would this even be good uh mad max fury road yes (laughs) (laughs) i that is the first thing that i thought of of there there is a version of that of this movie where he is functioning like max does in fury road and the other women in the ensemble also get a chance to shine and he is just the audience proxy if that's not the movie we're getting anymore that's totally fine but i don't doubt that that was probably a iteration of the movie that they tried out like i was saying before with the black knight of it all it seems like they have been trying a lot of different versions of this movie and nothing has really stuck yet so yeah. I, I, I'm fully with you. I think it could have existed, especially in a format like that. It feels like saying Blade was relegated to fourth lead with that narrative led by women and filled with life lessons is bait for toxicity. Yep. And uh, it it worked. So I don't doubt it existed after this writer stepped away, but I also don't think it means that it was necessarily a bad thing when Mad Max Fury Road is a fantastic film in a similar structure. 
I'm glad that you threw that out because, like, you're right. They do make it sound so negative when, like, that doesn't, like, and the same thing I with mean, the like, rating. come on. It, anything, anything can be good if it's written well, whether what it's rated or who's the lead or anything. Right. Like, well, it's it, the, it's just a layup because it's Blade. We all want to see Mahershala get all the screen time as Blade and play an awesome Daywalker and just do a good job with this character. And then it's just obvious that if a quote comes out that this movie is a narrative led by women and filled with life lessons, all the quote tweets are going to be American flags going Disney went woke. <laughs> like, no, it's just a layup for toxicity and it, it, like it's negative engagement bait. Yeah. You forgot the Oakleys, but yes, entirely. <laughs> um, I also said, like, if you, like, we should have a game. Make a, make us a segment, BD, next week where we get to describe an MCU movie and make it sound as negative as possible. <laughs> Let's try and do it. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> a time travel heist movie about the power of friendship and love triumphing over all and bringing back those you love. With an ensemble moment with five women holding a magical glove. Wow, that sounds like it sucks. You know, <laughs> the women of the Marvel Universe must come together to transport an Infinity Gauntlet. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Everybody, like, logical people have been like, oh, that sounds like it could be cool. And then look what they did to Marvel. <laughs> <laughs> look what they did. <laughs> um, all right. We got, we're running out of time here. We got two more quick things to talk about. I know. I was like, I could talk about the rage bait of it all for another half hour, but let's keep it going. Um, so after the echo trailer, which go listen, go watch and listen to our breakdown of that. Like, like BD said, I'm really proud that a lot of people have been watching our, our episode about that. Um, so it was revealed that echo is releasing under a new Marvel spotlight banner. Um, and so this kind of started a lot of speculation of, is this something like Marvel Knights? But actually the reality of it is, um, and I don't have the exact full, quote pulled up but it is a way to kind of show characters and stories that don't necessarily feed into the entire larger franchise but they are something that people can just consume on their own without needing to keep it keep track of the larger marvel narrative and marvel spotlight as a comic um basically functioned the same way it had single issues where characters either made their debut or they got like their first solo story and that's where that's where we got characters like star lord and like damon hellstrom and all of these other characters so i like that they're taking this approach i'm very curious to see what other projects they use it on but i think it's just a cool banner to launch and i think it's like way overdue how do you guys feel about it I'm cool with it, but as a person who loves the interconnectivity of the Marvel Cinematic Universe, I'm kind of also just like, I think this is a play to say, hey, we know we've given you all a lot of homework and it's hard to jump in. This is something you can just start with. I mean, the, also the Marvels has like basically a previously on. Yeah. Kind of. So I feel like they're realizing the audience is fatigued by having to watch stuff and not everybody's going to come in having watched it. The Marvels feels like a weird one because everybody watched Captain Marvel, but uh echo being that is really cool i think it's also to say hey if you didn't watch the netflix stuff we have some of those characters you might be confused don't worry you're not going to be confused it's all just this one-off thing so it's i mean it's fine like just like special presentations it's a cool new format that i'm gonna go check out echo looks dope i have no strong opinions fine. yeah it's hard to have one without seeing it hmm that's yeah. fair. Hands I was up. excited by the banner just because of the comic precedent of it all. I think that it is kind of this way to like show new characters and introduce new things without having to be like, this means everything for the franchise going forward. So I like that we are taking that approach. And then they also confirmed in the same article about the Marvel Spotlight that it's going to be five episodes, which is really interesting. That might make it a little bit easier of a binge. But um, how do we feel about that part? 
Phase zero telethon. Yeah, <laughs> buddy. Oh, Let's I know. Go. That's going to be such an interesting uh, scheduling. The day that I do like the idea of like episode one on Monday, episode two on Tuesday, episode three on <laughs> Wednesday. Uh, Echo week. Uh, yeah, well, I think we might just have to do, we'll just have to binge it and then do one episode because it's hard to, I, don't, I mean, I don't know. We'll have to figure that out. I imagine we'll get some of those episodes, if not all of them before they release. I hope all of them. But uh, it'll be interesting. We'll figure that out. We'll definitely have some bonus episodes. I don't like binge really binge drops. You Never been a fan for doing it. <laughs> yeah. What's that? You almost threw up from having to binge. Yeah. You're like, oh, <laughs> made me binge the whole idea of it. But yeah, whatever. I think uh, whatever. It makes our job harder. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's it makes it it's less opportunity to have the conversation. Uh, and but I guess I don't know. We'll see. Eric I hope that ben- shows as good as that trailer was. Eric Bender in the comments wants to just sit here with us and watch it for five hours. Wow, that is very, very sweet. Goodness gracious. Are you sure you want to sign up for that? We're no. already loopy. It's only been one hour. <laughs> five? I got Goodness. two screens, one for Echo <laughs> and one for Phase Zero. Uh, what if it's confirmed for Disney Plus in December? They sent out a little press blast and dropped in there with a bazillion other titles. Was What If Season 2 premiering in December? I don't know if this is just one episode, three episodes, all episodes. It's kind of unclear. If it follows the format of the previous season, then obviously it's going to be one episode per week. So the Marvels is not the final stop on the MCU 2023 tour. What if season two will be there? Uh, so if anybody has anything to say about that, speak now or forever. Hold your peace. I heard through the grapevine that I'm going to be happy. So, <laughs> oh, yeah, awesome. there is one rumor that I know of. And if it is true, you are yeah. going to be very, very happy. That's I'm, I'm, just, I'm just excited about the new character that we saw in uh, Funko Pop form like a year ago. I think, oh, that, yeah. yeah, I think like that episode alone has me super, super excited for season two. And anything else beyond that is just like a cherry on top. So I'm, I'm happy we're getting it. I'm going to be very curious to see like what the other episodes look like beyond that. If I've learned anything from our our like Loki journey together, the instant reactions to these what if episodes are gonna be so unhinged. Y'all yeah. gonna be here. It's gonna be funny as all <laughs> get out. Oh my god. Cannot wait. Man. Imagine <laughs> if we did a live reaction to like Party Thor. Yeah. Uh, oh man. Richard, go ahead and get us a counter of how many times Tony Stark is gonna die. Okay. We can we start working on that right now. <laughs> Listen, we tried to lot. forget. I was trying to forget, Aaron. I was trying to forget. Okay. Uh, All right, y'all. That is our show for today. Jamie, you're at the top of the screen. Any last words for Phase Zero Season 3, Episode 45? Oh, Aaron and I are going to the Wish premiere tonight. So uh, keep an eye out for those reactions and for photos of us probably looking really cute. And then uh, I'm doing that junket this weekend. So keep an eye out for some fun Disney content from me. All right, photo pop photos. Did anybody, nobody, Aaron? <laughs> it's at some like on Twitter. Uh, thank you guys. Those of you who already watched my Nina Costa interview, go 30, watch it 30, again 30, if you want to. 30. Maybe also shout out to the hardworking people of comic.com for keeping you fed with the Marvels, Gen V, Invincible, and all the other TV. There is like five things going on tomorrow night here. Come read some stuff. Come watch Invincible with us. Like, go go hang out. Read some other stuff. They're working very hard. Poor Spencer Perry's <laughs> CPU almost burst into flame <laughs> trying to get us screenshots last week for this episode. Yeah. Honor his hard work. Shout out to Spencer and John for helping us get those screenshots right. last week. Uh, and Jenna, 
What you got? Tell them what to do. It's at Hayes Chenelin on social media. Go read my The Marvels review that just got posted. If you're if you're listening to this in podcast form, it is already posted. And I'm sure it does not reflect the Rotten Tomatoes score at all. But I stand by my review. Um, and I'm very proud of it. Um, as always, go read some comics. There's some really good ones this week. There's new issues of Birds of Prey and Fire and Ice. And there's the final issue of Marvel Unleashed, which is like their Pet Avengers book. And it made me cry. It is very, very good. Um, and go watch Aaron's interviews because they were utterly delightful. Yes, go check those out. Go drop a thumbs up. Go leave a comment on the videos. Great job by Aaron getting the Marvels covered for phase year on comicbook.com. Head over to comicbook.com slash Marvel or just comicbook.com because like Aaron said, there's a ton, a ton of interesting stuff going on on television and at the movies right now. And we'll have it all covered for you. Our editorial staff, uh, everybody involved at comicbook.com works their butts off to uh, make sure we're we're first, we're last, we're covering it all, we're thorough, we're experts, we're having a good time with it. Thank you for subscribing to Phase Zero. We have our Loki Season 2 finale bonus episode immediately following tomorrow night's episode of Loki. I really hope you'll join us. Last week was so much fun. It was our top-rated episode from live viewership and from downloads. So I imagine the finale is just going to be a really good time if you're not already at the movies watching the Marvels. So uh, please join us live if you can. Subscribe to the channel. And then on Friday, we will have a bonus episode to dissect the Marvels. Full spoilers, full review. Uh, the Rotten Tomatoes score is in for the Marvels. It's not fantastic. Uh, currently, I'm refreshing before I say this. 41 reviews. It's at 54%. Uh, so not a great review score for the Marvels. Everybody here enjoyed it. Uh, it's a varying degrees. So 4.5 out of 5 in Jenna's review on comicbook.com. So the Marvels is in theaters tomorrow night. It's in theaters already like today around the world. So really, I hope people go see it. I want to see this movie do well. I want to see these characters again. I think we all do. Uh, and we're excited to talk about it with you all on Friday. But first, it's Loki. See you there. <laughs>